Welcome to Lompoc Foursquare Church's podcast. Enjoy the message. In just a few minutes, we're going to light candles together. And that passage in the beginning of the book of John tells why we light those candles, because the light of God was coming into the world. And I want to read you that story. Before I read, I just want to, hey, parents, those of you who have kids here, kids make noise. Where there's noise, there's life. We're here to celebrate Jesus together, to celebrate Christmas together. So if your kids make a little bit of noise, we're really okay with that. And if somebody near you is cranky because your kids are making noise, we'll send an usher. Let me read you the the Christmas story from the Jesus Story Bible. Everything was ready. The moment God had been waiting for was here at last. God was coming to help his people just as he promised in the beginning. But how would he come? What would he be like? What would he do? Mountains would have bowed down, seas would have roared, trees would have clapped their hands, but the earth held its breath. As silent as snow falling, he came in, and when no one was looking, in the darkness, he came. There was a young girl who was engaged to a man named Joseph. Joseph was the great, 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 great grandfather, grandson, excuse me, of King David. One morning, this girl was minding her own business when suddenly a warrior of light appeared right there in her bedroom. He was Gabriel, and he was an angel, a special messenger from heaven. When she saw the tall, shining man standing there, Mary was frightened. You don't need to be scared, Gabriel said. God is very happy with you. Mary looked around to see if perhaps he was talking to someone else. Mary, Gabriel said, and he laughed with such gladness that Mary's eyes were filled with sudden tears. Mary, you're going to have a baby, a little boy. You will call him Jesus. He's God's own son. He's the one. He's the rescuer. The God who flung planets into space and kept them whirling around and around. The God who made the universe with just a word. The, The one who could do anything at all was making himself small and coming down as a baby. Wait, God was sending a baby to rescue the world? But it's too wonderful, Mary said, and felt her heart beating hard. How can it be true? Is anything too wonderful for God, Gabriel asked. So Mary trusted God more than what her eyes could see, and she believed. I'm God's servant, she said. Whatever God says... I will do. Sure enough, it was just as the angel had said. Nine months later, Mary was almost ready to have her baby. Now, Mary and Joseph had to take a trip to Bethlehem, the town King David was from. But when they reached the little town, they found every room was full. Every bed was taken. Go away, the innkeepers told them. There isn't any place for you. Where would they stay? Soon Mary's baby would come. They couldn't find anywhere except an old, tumble-down stable. So they stayed where the cows and the donkeys and the horses stayed. And there, in the stable, 
amongst the chickens and the donkeys and the cows, in the quiet of the night, God gave the world his wonderful gift. The baby that would change the world was born, his baby son. Mary and Joseph wrapped him up to keep him warm. They made a soft bed of straw and used the animal's feeding trough as his cradle. And they gazed in wonder at God's great gift, wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. Mary and Joseph named him Jesus, Emmanuel, which means God has come to live with us because, of course, he had. That same night, in amongst the other stars, suddenly a bright new star appeared. Of all the stars in the dark vaulted heavens, this one shone clearer. It blazed in the night and made the other stars look pale beside it. God put it there when his baby son was born to be like a spotlight shining on him, lighting up the darkness, showing people the way to him. You see, God was like a new daddy, and he couldn't keep the good news to himself. He'd he'd been waiting all these long years for this moment, and now he wanted to tell everyone. So he pulled out all the stops. He sent an angel to tell Mary the good news. He'd put a special star in the sky to show where his boy was. And now he was going to send a big choir of angels to sing his happy song to the world. He's here. He's come. Go and see him, my little boy. Now, where would you send your splendid choir? To the big concert hall, maybe? Or a palace, perhaps? God sent his to a little hillside, outside a little town, in the middle of the night. He sent all those angels to sing for a raggedy old bunch of shepherds watching their sheep outside Bethlehem. In those days, remember, people used to laugh at shepherds and say they were smelly and call them other rude names, which I cannot possibly mention here. You see, people thought shepherds were nobodies, just scruffy old riffraff. But God must have thought shepherds were very important indeed, because they're the ones who chose to tell the good news to first. That night, some shepherds were out in the open fields warming themselves by a campfire, when suddenly the sheep darted. They were frightened by something. The the olive trees rustled. What what was that? A a wingbeat? They they turned around, and standing in front of them was a huge warrior of light blazing in the darkness. Don't be afraid of me, the bright shining man said. I haven't come to hurt you. I've come to bring you happy news for everyone everywhere. Today, in David's town in Bethlehem, God's son has been born. You can go and see him. He's sleeping in a manger. Behind the angel, they saw a strange glowing cloud, except it wasn't a cloud. It was, it was angels, troops and troops of angels armed with light. And they were singing a beautiful song. Glory to God. To God be fame and honor and all of our hoorays. Then as quickly as they appeared, the angels left. The shepherds stamped out their fire, left their sheep, raced down the grassy hill, through the gates of Bethlehem, down the narrow cobble streets, through, through a courtyard, down some step, step, steps, past an inn, around a corner, through a hedge, until at last they reached a tumble-down stable. They caught their breath. And quietly, they tiptoed inside. They knelt on the dirt floor. They had heard about this promised child, and now he was here. Heaven's son, the maker of the stars, 
a baby sleeping in his mother's arms. This baby would be like that bright star shining in the sky that night, a light to light up the whole world, chasing away darkness, helping people to see. And the darker the night got, the brighter the star would shine. This is the story of Emmanuel. This is the story of God with us, the one who came and the one who remained. And as beautiful and powerful as this story is, we remember that this is not the first time God appeared to chase away the darkness. The Bible opens with a story of God pushing back darkness with light. And when Jesus arrived as a baby in a stable, he was coming to push back a different kind of darkness. He was coming to push back the darkness of the soul. And though he arrived as a baby, he came in power. He came as a king who was taking up residence with his own creation. He carried with him an unquestionable authority. The angels that heralded his arrival, that declared that he had come, were at his beck and call, were subject to his command and his authority. He arrived with many names. He is called God who sees me. He's called the author of life, almighty God and deliverer. We know him as the Lamb of God, the Good Shepherd, and the Prince of Peace, Messiah, Savior, Emmanuel, Jesus. He came to establish a kingdom that would never end. He healed the sick. He, he raised the dead. He, he opened blind eyes. He showed mercy, compassion, kindness to those who thought they were never going to receive it. He, he refused to condemn those in sin. And he called us his friends. And he promised that he would remain with us until the end of the age. This is the beginning. This is the reality that we gather to remember tonight. Beyond the carols and the lights and the stories and even the laughter is the story of a Savior who came and who remains. The King of glory, present to comfort and encourage and restore his people. This is what we gather to celebrate tonight. Every, every week for the last four weeks, we've lit an Advent candle. We lit together the candle of joy. We lit together the candle of hope. We lit together the candle of peace and of love. And we said as we lit these candles that they were signs, symbols of an enduring presence of God. And the candle of presence is the candle that we come to this evening. Because as glorious, as wonderful, as powerful, as beautiful as hope, love, joy, and peace are, they are all possible because of the presence of God here in our midst.
A few minutes later, a few minutes from now, we're going to have an opportunity to light candles of our own, and we will light them quite intentionally from the candle of his presence, the presence that endures, the presence that remains, the presence that you and I carry day in and day out. And as we light our candles from the candle of presence, my prayer for you this evening, my prayer for me this evening, is that any place the light of God's presence has grown dim in your life, that it would catch light again. That if it it ever feels for you like the light of love or joy or peace or hope has gone out, that tonight, as we remember the one who came, it would be rekindled. See, tonight, we don't just remember his presence. Tonight, we receive his presence. We're going to begin to carol again. The worship team is going to come, and they're going to lead us in songs of reflection, of adoration, posturing ourselves kind of the same way the angels did as they sang glory to God in the highest. And then in a few moments, I'm going to take my candle and I'm going to walk over and I'm going to light it from the candle of his presence. Then the ushers are going to come and they're going to join me. And you are going to watch as that light begins to fill this room. They'll go row by row, helping you to light your candle from theirs. Now, I'll remind you of something you already know because you watched the fire safety video. The lit candle remains upright. The unlit candle comes in to receive the flame. Should you choose to do it the opposite way, you'll be pouring hot wax into someone's lap. They will not be blessed. I want to pray. We're going to begin to carol together and invite the presence of the Lord. God, you are welcome here. We receive you not only as child, but as Savior and King. Lord, we're grateful for your presence that remains, that endures, that sustains us. Receive our praise. And as we worship, strengthen every body, comfort every heart, bring peace to every mind. In Jesus' name, amen. We hope you enjoyed today's message. Please visit us at mylfc.com for more information about our church. Thank you so much for listening.